I'm more back. <laughs> that was so aggressive. We really crack ourselves up. Anything I know, we say. really do. Everyone's like, please shut Everyone's up. Everyone's like, that's, no, we can't say the same. No. Yeah. But we are back. This is true. Um, welcome to Right Answers Mostly. I am Tess Palomo. And I am Claire Donald. And today we have an episode for you about the Chappaquiddick Ted Kennedy incident. Raise your hand if you know about this. Raise your hand. How many of you are raising your hand? Probably, probably not many. And that's why we love this shit. We do. I think most people that know about this probably became more familiar with it from the movie that really flopped. Did it? Well, that's why I watched it. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Oh, you did see it? I did see it. And that's how I know about this story. Also, the Kennedys are fascinating to me. What a... What a curse, you could say. Uh, that's what I would say. I mean, just dead, dead, sick, dead, dead divorced, dead. everything. I mean, just nothing good really has happened to them. Well, they're chic as hell. Chic as hell. But we have discussed before if we would date a Kennedy. Yes. And the answer is yes, we would. You either say yes or you're a liar. That's true. Taylor Swift did it. She sure did. Who was that? Um, I think his name was Connor. Mm, nice. The younger one. I was like, oh, yeah, the Schwarzeneggers are all Kennedys. Oh, yeah, it is. The Kennedys are fascinating. It is. And I feel like I honestly don't know much about the Kennedys, but that's not really what this is about. Like, I started getting sort of overwhelmed with research. I think this is my third episode um, Mm -hmm. that I have hosted. And I think this was maybe one of the most challenging, Claire. I feel like as we get into these, some will be more challenging, some will be more breezy. Yeah. But I really am like fascinated by this. What did you, what do you know about this incident? Um, Ted Kennedy, drunk driving, dead woman. Like that's pretty much all I know. And that things were like covered up. I also feel like Ted Kennedy out of the brothers is like the most not known about. Like Mm -hmm. everyone knows JFK, everyone knows Bobby Kennedy, but not really Ted. That is very true. Um, yeah, I was confused (laughs) because I was literally had to text my mom. It was like, um, Edward Kennedy, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, who's Edward and who's Ted? And she was like, you are a goddamn fool. I Um, mean, but where does the T come from? I just hate when these nicknames happen. I know. know. We've gone too far. We have. (laughs) And we can't go back. No, we can't. But now I understand that is the same person. It is. Anyone else was confused. It's like the same thing as like, I don't know, like a Bob being Robert. I also hate that. Well, that was Bobby Kennedy. It was Robert Kennedy. Yeah, they're so. fucking Kennedys. Jack is John. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Dick is Richard. Richard. How did that happen? <laughs> and I apologize for all you Richards out there. On our next episode, it will be the history of nicknames. Oh my God. That actually be tantalizing. I was like, please don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. Um, just to let everyone know, we're drinking some Hefweizens. Claire was reluctant at first and I was enjoying it. Sometimes they can just be so intense. It, it's real, They're really bad when they're not ice cold. Yeah, it, and these are it's ice cold. So we got to chug it quickly. And it's a hot day. And mm-hmm. You're welcome. No, everyone likes that? I do. I, I actually do. do. <laughs> so, um, this specific incident um there will be two people that i will mainly be talking about okay um the first um is edward slash ted kennedy 
And the second woman who I will be discussing, and the most important person in this case, is uh, Mary Jo Kopechne. 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 What a name. I Mary Jo. Mary Jo. Very like 60s. Yes. Of the time. Yes. So. Are we just getting into it? We're just going to get into it. Woo. We're, we're going to take it, take it from the top. top. Um, so Mary Jo um, was born July 26, 1940 in Fort Point, Pennsylvania. She was an only child. She was the first in her family to graduate college from Codless Col- Cod- Codwell Codwell College of Women. Okay, well, way to go, Mary Jo. Way to go, Mary Jo. She was a great swimmer. She was passionate about dance. Um, she was modest but very intelligent. Don't know what that's like. Don't know what is modesty and what's intelligence. <laughs> Um, she was nothing like us. <laughs> yeah. We can only We're passionate hope. about dance. So that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Relate to. That's true. Um, so she joined the secretarial staff for Senator Robert F. Robert F. Kennedy following his election in November 1964. Mm. Um, for that office, she worked as a secretary to the senator's speechwriters, um, as well as a legal secretary to one of his legal advisors. Very respected, mm-hmm. very smart, um, very exciting, very exciting. And like, this is also like, this is the sixties, 1964. And like Robert Kennedy was huge in the civil rights movement. Exactly. So. so yeah, she definitely like, she was motivated. She knew what she wanted. Um, she also enthusiastically played on the Kennedy office softball team playing catcher. We like a girl. Not a softball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they like the girls. Like, I'm sorry, we might need to cut that. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Um, uh, so during the 1968 U.S. presidential election, uh, Mary Jo helped with the wording of Kennedy's uh, March speech that announced his presidential candidacy. Mm. Um, so during this campaign, she worked as one of the boiler room girls. This is what they called these women. Um, that nickname. That nickname was given to these women because their office was hot, loud, and windowless. What? So, they, so literally they were burning up in there. Oh, so like how we're recording this podcast right now? I can understand how they probably feel. <laughs> yeah. Based on the sweat oh, on like, my boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like, why stick them down there? Because they're women. Probably, yeah. I oh, mean, like, oh. they're like, yeah, yeah, put them where the windows aren't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it hot. Exactly. Um... So she worked for him for four years. She actually also helped him write an anti-Vietnam speech. Mm. Um, She was super close to him, and she had a very, very hard time when um, he was assassinated. Yeah. Her cousin has spoken out about the time that followed the assassination and how Mary Jo was affected, and she said she just went into, like, this really dark depression. She really respected him. She was friends with him. She couldn't, like, even start to understand how anyone could do this. She was very, like, sheltered in that sort of liberal, right. quote, world of, like, I can't, I can't believe this is happening. Like, there just has to be good. Also, like, I feel like everyone thinks that Robert was really the good one. I know. You know? I know. And it's such a shame. I, yeah, I'm sure that was traumatizing yeah. and devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's just do a little quick um, quick recap on Ted Kennedy. Um, so, obviously, he was a politician um, who served as the U.S. Senator from Massachusetts for um, almost 47 years. 47? 47. Oh, right. Yes, I, could, I forget he has a career after this. Yeah, he actually died, I think he died in 2009. Okay. Um, he was a member of the Democratic Party, obviously, mm-hmm. in the Kennedy political family. Um, and he was the second most senior member of the Senate when he died. 
Oh, wow. So, great career. Yeah. Where was he in the birthing order? Do you know? God, I actually do not know. I'm actually, like, just um, for my own, need to look up yeah. comedy. Like, I should have should have done a little family tree. But this is when I was just like, God, the candy start to overwhelm me. I mean, there's so many there's of them. There's so many, and they just come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, so, during... Um, obviously, JFK was assassinated in 1963. We are hopping to 1968. Okay. And, um, Ted is still Senator. There is, are some rumors swirling that he is going to run for president. The movie's starting to come back to me oh, Okay, a yeah, bit. I've never seen the movie. And I, I should have fucking watched it before this. We'll watch it after this. I didn't want it to be tarnished. I didn't want it to be tarnished. Yes, exactly. Um, so... The incident that happened on July 18th, 1960, sorry, this is 1969, Okay, was the start of the way that politicians signaled the press and the media of how to cover them, how mm. to save them. The manipulation was really born out of this incident. Really? Yes. And it all happened on Chappaquiddick Island. And why is Chappaquiddick Island special to you? Also, where the hell is Chappaquiddick Good Island? Claire. <laughs> Chappaquiddick Island is a little island off of Martha's Vineyard Island, mm -hmm. um, which Martha's Vineyard Island is um, off of Boston. Uh, Martha's Vineyard's a lot bigger than Ch than Chappaquiddick, also referred to as Chappie. Mm -hmm. um, you literally take a ferry from Martha's Vineyard to Chappie. It's 500 yards. So you can get over there in like literally less than a minute. Right. Um, and Chappie is important to me because my grandparents um, bought and built a home there over 50 years ago. Um, so my family has been going. Um, I've been going since I was a kid. It looks stunning. Like... What dreams are made of? Give me a lobster roll and set me there. Literally lobster rolls for life. Oh. Um, it's a very special place to me. I was actually texting my aunt today because I was like, what the fuck is the story of our family in Chappaquiddick? Like, how did we decide mm -hmm. to go there? Um, I'm from California. My mom is not. She's from Ohio. Mm -hmm. Her family's from Midwest and East Coast. Um, but apparently my great-great-grandfather bought this land on Chappaquiddick in the late 1800s. Holy shit. For one dollar. Wait, what? Literally one dollar. Um, and then he like tucked away this deed until my great grandmother in the 1940s found it. Her name was Dorothy. And then she was like, what the hell is this? And then she told my grandpa about it. She was like, apparently I found this quote, worthless piece of sandlot on an island that no one has ever heard about. I found this deed to this what? property. And then my grandpa and my grandma in the 70s went there and they were like, oh, cool. I guess we can build, build a home here. Um, a film? I feel like truly, should be made. Truly gorgeous, a film. Gorgeous um, storytelling. Yeah, they broke ground in 1970, I believe, and they built it. Um, God, now I'm like, fuck, what year did, was it finished? But yeah, so we've been going there forever. Amazing. Um, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. Chappie Island. Chappie. Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick Island. But yeah, you, you can call it Chappie. Yeah. Chappie if you know me. Chappie um, if you're nasty. So this was a, this was a destination. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't much in like 40s and 50s. I think it started having a little bit more like of a posh atmosphere um, as the years went on. Mm -hmm. And the Kennedys liked to party over there. Martha's Vineyard is quite the preppy party place. 
Chappie is a little bit more low-key, a little gotcha. bit more locals. There's like 40 people that actually live on Chappaquiddick year-round. Gotcha. And then everyone else is just tourists. And they were in Martha's Vineyard or they were in Chappaquiddick? They, so this party um, okay. on July 18th took place on Chappaquiddick. Um, but most in a rental cottage. Okay. But most of the attendees were staying in Edgartown, which is a town on Martha's Vineyard that's literally you hop off the ferry from Chappie. And there's like inns and restaurants. It's just right there. Mm -hmm. So you can literally get to and from both sides of the island in 20 minutes gotcha. or less. Like it's it's a quick, quick little journey. You quick could little say. turnaround. So um, Ted and his campaign workers, Mary Jo, was also there. So Mary Jo went from Bobby to Ted. Yes. And also Ted is younger than Bobby and JFK. Just in case you Ooh, need to know. Good to know. Thank you. I mm -hmm. appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes, yeah, so Mary is in attendance. Um, it's full of all the campaign workers. And they're hosting this party for the boiler room girls. This is to be oh. like, thank you for everything. You guys have been great in the campaign. Let's get him for president. It's like a little... Let's party. It's a let's party. Um, yeah, it's a let's party. Oh, um, interesting. And something interesting about the party, all of the men that were there were married and all the women were not. Hmm. So I'm sure because they were married, they were very respectful exactly. and didn't try anything. Exactly. There's no alcohol. There's Nothing. no funny business. No flirtation. Nothing. Um, so this party starts around 7 p.m. Going into the evening, people are drinking, people are having fun. It was said to be a very rowdy party where people were drinking more than usual. It's a hot summer's night. And it's a room full of women. And it's a room full of hot women. Yes. Physically, they were hot still from the windowless uh, work environment that they had. Yeah, they can't shake off the boiler room. They just cannot. They're like, we can never, we can never leave it. <laughs> um, so, around 11.15 p.m. this night, Ted offers to drive Mary Jo back to Edgartown, the town of Martha's Vineyard. Because the ferry that takes you from Chappie to Martha's Vineyard Ends at midnight. It always has. It always will. Nothing good happens after midnight. It's so true. We <laughs> so learned this true. from Titanic, guys. Exactly, guys. It's all full circle. It is. Always. Um, so he offers to drive her home because, yeah, they're staying at similar inns next to each other. He's like, you know what? Let's make sure we have enough time to get over there before the ferry closes. He says this happens at 11.15. Okay. At 11.15, he has her to go. Did he, 11.15, remember it? Save it. Forever. Did he have any interest in her? He will say no. Okay. And he will be adamant forever that it was not a romantic connection, but he felt for her because of how much his brother loved her. Right. So he has said that he had a soft spot for her. Okay. Soft spot when older men and a younger woman, I mean, she's 28 years old. She's described as a pretty quiet blonde secretary, mm -hmm. which is also disrespectful that that's the way that she's described in all of this because it's like she was obviously a lot more than that. She was helping them write fucking speeches. Sounds like she was running the show. Exactly. But he had a soft spot, let's say. And that's what he'll say, probably. And that's what he'll say. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, wow. So, gets Mary Jo in the car, um, and they start, quote-unquote, heading to the ferry. So, I'm going to put, we're going to put the map mm -hmm. of all of these places on our Instagram. Yes, so, check out our Instagram. Yes, because like, this, this is kind of important in just geographically describing this, and obviously, like, I know, I know the roads well, and so I'm literally like, hmm, interesting. But, so, they leave this party, and... When you're leaving, like, the road full of all the rental houses and everything, you either can take a hard left or a hard right. 
the hard left gets you back to the ferry. It's con like it's um, like clean roads, it's pavement, it's newly done. If you go to the right, it is bumpy, it's gravel, there's literally no light. It's a completely different direction. And this is important in the story because he's trying to get back to the ferry. And he makes a wrong turn, he says. And he goes to the right on the bumpy, dark gravel pavement. And he's going very, very fast. Because he's drunk. Hmm. Interesting, Claire. Interesting. <laughs> so what happens is they end up going over the dike bridge, is what it's called. And he lo- loses control of the wheel and the car falls off of the bridge oh and is immediately submerged in water upside oh. down. And he took a right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he should have taken a left. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And now the car. Yes. Gone over and the so bridge. now they're um, they are submerged in the water. He says that he tries to... So he gets out almost immediately. He said he was struggling, but he found his way out. Mary Jo did not have the same fate. He said that he like got up, was aware of what was going on, tried to go back and get her three multiple times, and he couldn't find her. It's pitch black. Um, there's also like no, especially at this time, even now when you go to Chappie at night, it's like there's no street lamps. It is like pitch, pitch black. black. And I'm sure in the 60s. There was even less than there is now. Yeah, exactly. So she wasn't, he didn't try to get her out of the car when he was getting out of the car? He said that she could, that he just couldn't get her out, whether that she was like stuck or he couldn't find her. Um, he also said that he was um, like delirious. And I mean, so that's, yeah, that's a traumatic thing to happen. Also, like a lot of people that drown, especially at night, like you literally don't know what's up. You don't know what's down. It's a shocking event that just happened. Shocking. And allegedly, well, allegedly from me, he's wasted. Right. I mean, he's leaving this huge party. He's disoriented. He just suffered some trauma, let's say. And so he, he can't, I, I think he like literally could not find her. Cause it's also submerged in water. It's not like they're just like at the top of like a little pond. Right. It's seven feet down. It's so like, true. He probably, he couldn't find her. Yes. yes he yes, could not obviously. find her. So after many attempts, he ends up giving up essentially and walks back to the party, walks back to the scene of the crime. You could say, well, not this crime, but the first crime, but the first crime, all these wasted politicians yeah. that don't know left from right. Yikes. Um, during the time that he's walking back, he passes multiple homes, one home that still has its light on that. There was a witness being like, yeah, I was up at 1240, but I always keep the lights on. He also passed a fire station. <gasps> so many people that he could say, I've just been in an accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be the first thing that you would do. Yes. He does not stop at any of these places. And he immediately goes back to the party and he seeks help from his lawyer and advisor, Paul Mark Markham, and his cousin, Joe Jargon. I will just say this is totally a man who has had his family be in politics his whole life. Yes. He, I'm sure, was like went into politician mode, mm-hmm. blackout, mm-hmm. like no emotion, and just is like, how do I solve this? And that is so haunting mm-hmm. that that is his reaction instead of immediately being like, it doesn't matter. I need. She could still be alive. Yes, and like a lot of situations like this, which I'll just say now, there's air pockets in the car. Mm-hmm. Like you can survive probably up to like 30 minutes to an hour if there's an air pocket. So 
he asked his two confidants to help him and go back to the bridge. So they walk back, they're fucking walking. And this is not like short little hop, skip and a jump. This is like, I think 1.2 miles, I want to say. Oh my God. So they're just going back and forth. He says that the three of them go back and they then also try to save her and they try to get into the water and try to get her out. And they're like, eh, can't do it. Guys, it's too late by now, too. Like, you're strolling. Strolling. Like, why also, why didn't you get in another car? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, because they were drunk, probably. Because they were drunk and also, yeah. I mean, like. But still, like, what? They probably didn't want to, like, turn on their lights, you know, to, like, draw attention to it. So they're just fucking walking back and forth. And this is when it even gets weirder. It already, it's, like, so calculated. It's so calculated. So they can't get her out. Then um, Paul and Joe call it a night. They go back to the cottage. Ted is staying in Edgartown at a fancy inn. Edgartown is in Martha's Vineyard. Edgartown's in Martha's Vineyard right by the ferry drop-off. But they just call it a night? Yeah, so they just go back home, and then Ted swims across, because the ferry's now not working anymore. So he swims across this fucking pond. Not pond. What's the exact word for it? Um, It's not a lake. It's like a... Um, what is that thing called? It's not an island, but it's three sides. Yes. Like, is it like that? Ka- yes. Got my Someone's family. screaming into their uh, My life. family right now is like, you don't know this <laughs> place at all. But yeah, like it's, we'll show pictures. It's not that far. Like whenever I'm on the ferry, it's kind of like, yeah, you could swim this. You don't want to. I mean, it's quite. Wait, he swam? Yeah, then? so he swam from Chappie to the Martha's Vineyard side. So he was partaking in some other recreational activities that night, I'd have to say. Probably. Mm, you know what I'm there saying? There it is, the energy. Mm. Too much energy. <laughs> Too much energy. Wow. Must be. I mean, I know adrenaline is a thing, but like, Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> God. <laughs> so, he's, he swims across. He goes back to the inn. He, during this time, makes 17 phone call, calls to his aides. And also calls his ex-girlfriend and not his wife, who's pregnant oh. at the time. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Just say What? Who knows? Probably, like, thinking of you, I'm horny after what's happened tonight. Like, who knows what's going I mean, on with those fans? What? Maybe he confided in her. We never know what's going to happen in these phone calls. We are never going to know. How did they know? Did he say I made 17 calls, or could they look at phone records? They looked at phone records, but they don't know what he said. <gasps> How old is he at this he, point? He, I want to say, is in his 40s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yikes town for like a 28 year old yeah i mean hey already i feel like nowadays you would not offer her a ride by no yourself. it's just it's mixing business and pleasure and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. um so after his phone calls he showers puts on a fresh pair of clothing goes downstairs at the inn and asks for the time from the uh, man working at the front desk and it's two thirty in the morning and ted says thank you the man says that he was calm, composed. He looked like he was, like, freshly bathed. And he goes back upstairs and goes to bed. Can we just put in perspective real quick that a woman who was so close to his deceased brother mm-hmm. and meant so much to his brother mm-hmm. and, in turn, his family is in the water right now. Yep. And he's walking around in his PJs. Yeah, and if he was so concerned that he wanted to give her a ride home, he might be concerned that she's dead at the bottom of a fucking pond or whatever. What is going on in his mind? I feel like he is checked mm-hmm. out. It's like in a way that is concerning for human beings to behave that way. Yeah, something is very um, terrifying Dark. about his disposition after yes. what had just happened. Um, some might say sociopathic. I would say that. I would as well. <laughs> 
So cut to the morning. There has still at this point been no um, contact that he has given to the police. Hasn't told them yet what's happened. He's sleeping in. He's probably making coffee, taking maybe another shower. Who knows what he's doing? He has not called the cops yet. But at 8 a.m. the next morning, two fishermen see a glimpse of metal. And they were like, holy shit. They were coming back from East Beach. They're going over the dike bridge. And they're like, what is that? Holy shit. Holy shit. That's what they said. You both come back. <laughs> yep. At the same time, they both said that. <laughs> so they see an overturned car with only rear tires visible. Um, the two men immediately rush to get help from a house about 100 yards away. The normal thing to do. The normal fucking thing to do. Um, they call the police. Jim Marina is the first one to arrive. He sees the car and he sees the license plate. And he said he immediately had this chill down his spine that he was like, that's, that's Ted Kennedy's car. And he was like, he says that he will never forget that feeling that he was like, the world is about to explode. I don't know what this is, but shit is about to explode. I have chills too. My God. I like, wow. What a a time. I know. So at this point, people are starting to arrive. Um, They are calling the fire department. They're calling a, you know, professional diver to go check out what's under there. I wonder if he thought, like, is Ted Kennedy and his car dead? I'm sure they did. I'm sure people were thinking crazy things. (gasps) So the pond is six to seven deep, six to seven feet deep. The tide is very strong this morning, so it's even hard to, like, get down there. The water's super murky. Um, At this point, they're like, we think someone's in the car. So they bring a rope to like, if they find someone to attach it so that body doesn't float away and they see a woman and her, so Mary Jo's face was like pressed into the foot. Well, and I guess I was listening to a podcast actually about this incident. And I guess this is a very common thing for people that drown, especially in water at night that you think that what you're doing is you're trying to go up to like get to the window, but you're actually going down. Like you're going like the opposite. Like, so if anyone's ever drowning, like go the opposite way that you almost think because you're so disoriented. Which podcast is that? Um, it's called cover up. Shout out to cover up. Very good. Shout out to cover up. There's eight episodes all about this um, incident. So um, the floor, the floorboard, is that what you said? Yeah. So like her hands were holding on to like the, like the edge of the seat, her shins were at the back of the seat and her arms were up. So it's like she was trying to, I don't know what she was trying to do, but they did, they could see that she was definitely trying to find an air pocket. Um, Bless her heart. So he brought her head first and her body out of the window, had to carefully guide her out. Um, she was wearing a white blouse, navy slacks, lots of bracelets. She was 5'4 and 110 pounds. So she was a very small woman. Petite thing. Petite. Um, the medical examiner arrived, arrived around 9.30. Externally, there were no marks that were found. He estimated that she had been dead for about six hours. And she was completely filled with water. Like, her oh. mouth, nose, throat, just full of water. She'd been sitting there all fucking night. Oh, my God. Um, so they were like, you know, either she died from drowning first, she, you know, suffocated. She was obviously holding herself to get air, how her body was positioned looks like she had panicked and her nails were all torn because she was oh. trying to get out on the seat, trying to scratch, scratch her way out. Poor thing. And I'm just thinking like, wow, I'm hearing this and I'm like, and he's in a warm bed in a nice hotel. Calling his ex-girlfriend probably having phone sex. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she gets out of the car and then they're like, well, let's, let's go back in the car and see, 
see what else is in there. Ooh. So they go back in and they discover a woman's handbag. It's a um, very expensive Nantucket pocketbook. There's no cover. They look inside and there's a Senate pass to a woman named Rosemary uh, Keogh. Well, her name's not Mary Jo. Well, so they're like, oh, this is, you know, this body. This is Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So they think it's Rosemary. Um, until during this time, fucking Ted decides, hey, maybe I'll give the, the cops a little, a little <laughs> ring a ding. <laughs> ring a ding ding. A little ring of me, Ted. Truly. Um, at this point, like the, obviously the scene is completely just filled with people trying to figure out what's going on. It is, then it's, discovered that it is the body of Mary Jo. How is that discovered? Someone else maybe saw it? Yes. I think someone else. Now they're talking. I think Ted called, please called them and said, yes. Yeah. So he finally confesses. He's like, okay, this isn't Rosemary, but why is Rosemary's pocketbook in the car? Also, they discover around this time, Mary Jo's things were all left at the cottage. Why would she leave them at the cottage? And the sheriff immediately goes, a woman never goes anywhere without her handbag. Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. I mean, you know, even even if you're drunk and yeah. they did examine her body that it was a point no oh nine alcohol content, so she'd had about three to four drinks. And a woman that's literally a hundred oh, pounds. She's so tiny. She probably has a glass of wine. I'm so jealous. Exactly. I know, same God. What what a, <laughs> what luxury that really is. Yeah, truly. Um so things are starting to just be a little bit weird. Like this isn't just what we thought it was. Why are her belongings left at the cottage? She didn't bring them. Ooh. Why is Rosemary's stuff in this car? Also, they contacted another police officer who said that he saw the car that night leaving this party and he clocked it. Cause he was like, it's very late in the evening. It's 1240 in the morning. And he recognized the license plate and it correlated with the car back to the 1115. He, in every statement he's made, he was like, we left at 11.15 to catch the Chappy Ferry. But it was past the but ferry. So where the fuck are you guys going? Mm-hmm. One might say maybe to a little beach for a romantic jaunt. Oh, one might say. One might say. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So he was going to get down. Oh. Uh-huh. <gasps> but, oh, my God, I have so many things running through my head. Like, did she not bring her bag because he forced her to go? We'll get to okay, that. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll calm down. I'm buckling up. <laughs> I'll calm down. Yeah, please calm down, Claire. Okay, I'm so sorry. So at this point, Ted is talking. He's at the police station. And he's like, yep, we had a party last night. There was about 12 of us. Um, and they were like, oh, we didn't even know that you guys had a party. Like, Why didn't you invite us? Yeah, yeah. They're just offended. They're like, okay, we're not, okay Mary Jo, RIP. But like, <laughs> oh, there was an guys. Friends and family. Yeah. Like, um, I'm sorry, Mary Jo. I'm, I know. I'm sorry, too. Truly. Truly. <laughs> So over the next three hours, Ted is sitting at the police station. His friend is acting as his fucking attorney. And what they said was kind of haunting about the whole thing is that Ted sits in like the chief's chair at the station and he's making phone calls and he like asserts himself and like the roles are almost reversed that he's like, I'm a Kennedy. I'm Ted Kennedy. I'm going to be calling the shots. I'm going to use your phone. I'm going to sit in your chair. And all of them were kind of like weak and nervous around him. Ew. But that mm-hmm. makes so much sense. I mean, I'm sure his family is funding that police station. Of or course. Something. I'm sure they're all like, let's not like ask the man totally. too many questions. Um, I'm sure they were like, as they were, I don't know, allegedly like slipping cash even. I a hundred percent. 
A lot of the talk and the murmurs around the station that morning were, quote, we cannot let this get out of hand. We have to be careful. He is the senator. So immediately people... Oh, he's the senator right now. Hello. Yeah. Um, His cousin and closest friend, Bob Mola, who was there, said that they were performing a strategy of how to handle it. We can't make a big deal of this, even if it is... Even if it is a major incident, everything, they kept being like, hey, let's keep this more casual. Let's not do like a formal interrogation. Thus, they did not check his um, alcohol blood content for that evening. Hmm. Could they still even do that, though? Yeah, I think you can for up to like... Well, also, we've all been drunk the next day from our night before. Yes. So... Um, But they didn't even ask him. Or they did ask him. They were like, was there drinking? He was like, yeah, but I wasn't drinking. Of course you were. And so they're just like, okay, whatever you say. So nothing was asked of him. Um, so, um, five, I want to say five days later, he makes a statement, which is kind of a long time. It's a very long time. And I will say, which I didn't know, and I found this fascinating, this is the time of the launch of Apollo 13. So people are distracted. People are, like, not really paying attention to anything in the media besides Apollo 13. Apollo 13 was in the 60s? Mm-hmm. It was late 60s. No way. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I digress. That's the right way to also say like, that. Sorry. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> also, I'd love to do Apollo 13. Awesome. We will do it. Okay, we will you. do it. So um, people are distracted. So people are distracted. Um, you know, what a time for this sort of incident to happen when no one's really... No kidding. But no one's really paying attention. Until a few days go by and then people are like, wait, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. this, okay, Apollo 13 like, well, that's a whole yeah. other story. But like, what's happening with the Kennedys? So he has your statement. And you know what? I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is fucking long. We don't have all day. We don't have all day. Um, essentially, his statement is, um, I'll read the first half because that's when it's like very clear. Mm. Um, on Chappaquiddick Island, on, off of Martha's Vineyard, I attended on Friday evening, July 18th a cookout I had encouraged and helped sponsor for a devoted group of Kennedy campaign secretaries. When I left the party around 11, 15 PM, I was accompanied by one of these girls, girls. She's Mm -hmm. a woman. Yep. Miss Mary Jo Kopechne. 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 I fucking forgot how to say it. Um, Mary Jo is one of the most devoted members of the staff uh, for Senator Robert Kennedy. She worked for him for four years and was broken up over his death for this reason. And because she was such a gentle, kind, and idealistic person, all of us tried to help her feel that she still had a home with the Kennedy family. There is no truth, no truth whatever, to the widely circulated suspicions of moral, immoral conduct that had been leveled at my behavior and hers regarding that evening. There has never been a private relationship between us of any kind. I know nothing in Mary Jo's conduct on that or any other occasion. And the same is true of the other girls at the party. So he's going on and on about how, like, he hasn't fucked any of them. <laughs> it's very... Sorry, I have to take all my... Throat. No, you're good. Give me a second. <coughs> God, it's so hot in here. It is. It's, it's killing me. It's very weird that he was like... And also, the other girls, I wasn't doing Gross anything. Gross, he even has to say that. Why are you saying that? Everyone's like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, he's like, I wasn't even attracted to them. I, I thought they were all ugly. They were ugly women. It's repulsed by them. Ugly girls. Um... <laughs> So he also says, um, nor was I driving under the influence of liquor, quote, little over one mile away, the car that I was driving on an unlit road went off a narrow bridge, which had no guardrails, true, and was built on a left angle to the road. The car overturned in a deep pond and immediately filled with water. I remember thinking as the cold water rushed in around my head, dramatic, that I was certainly drowning. Then water entered 
my lungs, and I actually felt the sensation of drowning, but somehow I struggled to the surface alive. Wow. I made immediate and repeated efforts to save Mary Jo by diving into the strong and murky current. This succeeded only in increasing my state of utter exhaustion and alarm. Please. My conduct and conversations during the next several hours, to the extent that I can remember them, make no sense at all to me. So he basically is pleading, like, insanity. Or, like, Trump, like, whatever he went through. He was sick. He was delirious. And he was exhausted. And so he's like, I didn't know what I was doing in those moments. You just do walk past tons of homes and a fucking fire station. And, like, he's making up an excuse, And that's the thing. It's like, I hear you. You are sick and delirious. But the fact that you walked home and didn't stop. And then you got people and you guys still didn't stop. Yes, there's literally no excuse. So it just goes on and on. It's all like, oh, God, like, I just, you, you can't even know what I've been through this night is essentially like. And also saying things like, well, the bridge didn't have any, like, railways up or whatever. And um, it was dark and it was not being, it's, there's no ownership. No ownership at all. Classic Kennedys. Um, Damn. So, you know, he ends up by saying, I was overcome. I'm frank to say by a jumble of emotions, grief, fear, doubt, exhaustion, panic, confusion, and shock. So, let's break it down to what doesn't make sense about this night. And then we'll get into a theory. Okay. That is a new theory that I just discovered. Ooh. So things that don't make sense. Obviously, we know that the Dyke Bridge is in the opposite direction of the Chappie Ferry. Different terrain. Pretty obvious which way you're going. One could say they were heading to East Beach, which I've also been to at night, super drunk myself. <laughs> um, and it is a lovely beach, and you could say romantic. You, you could. Say. Um, why did he wait 10 hours to call the police? Why did he call his longtime girlfriend, not his wife? Why was she wasted when her ex-boyfriend said that she would literally never drink if she ever drank? She would have one drink max. Mary Jo said Mary that? Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. Or Mary Jo's ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. said that? Wow. I said it. Why did the sheriff say that he saw them almost at 1 a.m. when Ted is adamant that it was 11.15? Why were her belongings left at the party? Why didn't he ask anyone for help? Why, 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 why? Why? Show. there is a theory that someone else was in the front of the car. That woman being Rosemary. And Mary Jo was drunk in the back, and they didn't know she was in there. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. I know. Hold up. What? Show. The theory goes, they're at this party, they're partying, they're all getting wasted. She's, like, blackout, essentially, super drunk, and she is embarrassed kind of how she's acting. She goes outside, and she wants to get in the back of of the car to, like, have some peace and quiet, probably to compose herself. Ted's car's right there. She opens it. She gets in the back and she falls asleep. Okay. And she passes out because she's drunk. Theory goes that Rosemary and Ted may have had a little bit of an inappropriate relationship. Well, who the hell is Rosemary? She works in. She's another one of the boiler girls. Another mm. one of the hot ones. I looked up a picture of her. I was like, she was hot. Yeah. (laughs) We'll post a picture of her. We, We sure will. So let's say that this theory is correct. Uh, Mary Jo is in the back. She's passed out once again, pitch black. And I can attest to this. There's some dark yeah. fucking streets there. Like, you literally can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So they leave the party, and they decide, yeah, we're going to go to the Dyke Bridge probably to, like, have sex. Obviously. Or, like, not on the Dyke Bridge. Well, they could. Well, they could. You never know. It's dark out there. <laughs> but, yeah, to, like, they're going to go. They're Obviously, he knows I'm going to go to the beach, and I'm going to take this woman. 
So then obviously the accident happens. They are both able to get out of the car. Hence why they're what he didn't go to any of the houses being right. like, fuck, there's been that they go back to this cottage, walk back there. They're all shaken up. And then they're like, by the way, where's Mary Jo? <gasps> Everything finally makes sense. Oh my God. Well, where's Rosemary? Rosemary's with him. Rosemary's with him. Well, did his friend say like, yeah, Rosemary came back. Well, they can't because he's having an affair. Also, I think why this is such a fascinating event is because no one talks in, in the Kennedy, in the Kennedy family. It doesn't leave the no family. one talks about this in, you know, po- politicians generally, they are all going to take this to the grave. And what people say that have had some sort of connection to this, to this event is like, we will never know what happened that night. And even if we do know, we'll never, we'll never really you. know. Yeah. <gasps> so it's just very secretive and everyone's doing everything they can to protect this man. Especially because he's about to run for president. Right. Oh, my God. Also, he's the youngest out of all of them. I'm sure that, God, fucking Ted. I know, fucking Ted. Fucking Edward. Yeah, fucking Edward. God. So, there's also another theory that they get back to the house, Rosemary goes to the cottage, and he then is like, well, I want to get, he's drunk and he's like, Jesus Christ, what's happened this night? He goes back to the inn, still not knowing that Mary Jo, that is, Mary there. jo is there. So like they, like they're drunk. They didn't even ask where's Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. So there's multiple theories that could have happened that they got back and someone was like, fuck Mary Jo, where is she? Then they, they all have the realization. That's why they go back to check if she's there. And they but can't they, find her. And they can't find her. But this other theory is that he's not even aware of this until the police call him and like there's a woman in the car um, in the morning this is really being kind to him though for being like so sociopathic of not reaching out to anybody not asking for help that they're like well maybe he just was completely right oblivious. right it's it, it's being very generous to it's him being very generous but that is a theory that has been recently discovered like let's look more into why Rosemary's... I mean, it's that... Well, that's what we've never even, like, mentioned yet of, like, the why Rosemary's things were there. And has anyone talked to Rosemary? So, Rosemary testified, um, but not... I mean, there wasn't really... Besides her wallet being in there, she had nothing to do with the case. So, she was, like... She said that she went on a long walk that evening, and she's... And that she must have just put like put her stuff in there before she took a walk with another man at the party that night around the property. Which is like what they would want her to say to cover mm-hmm. up that they're having an affair. And also would explain her, Mary Jo being so drunk that she was going somewhere to fall asleep. That's why she didn't bring her bag. But Rosemary and him were leaving the party. Exactly. So wow. that could explain something. It could explain some things. Um, they did not charge Ted for I'm literally sure. anything. Um, he could have been charged with like leaving, leaving the scene of a crime, involuntary manslaughter, drunk driving, drunk driving. <laughs> like literally Hello? could have been a thousand things. He was um, sentenced to two months probation, which he got like what's it called? When you just don't have to do it. Um, I don't know, acquitted. Yeah, like then they were like, yeah, it's actually, it's fine. Like you're a good man. That's what they call it. Yes. So literally, he had no repercussions at all for this night, this event. Um, obviously, he never decided to fully commit to the presidency because this did affect... There's no way you can after that. No. And that was, like, heartbreaking for him and the family, but he could never... Obviously, now, like, you hear about this and you think about the Chaffee incident, and he never could really get over it. 
Um, I mean, obviously, he still stayed in a position of power yeah. and was a respected politician for years. I, I'm um, sure he did great things, but, like, you can't look past this. Um, Mary Jo's family received a settlement from the Kennedy's insurance company for $141,000. What? That's it? Uh-huh. That's it? Guys, you're the Kennedys. Literally. And I know it's, like, 60s money, but still, that's not... No. Yeah. They are obviously distraught still. Of course. Um, and they're no longer alive. I think her only living relative is her cousin, who she was actually very close with, who said her cousin said the last time she ever saw her, she knew it was going to be the last time she did see her. She had this really eerie feeling of like, am I going to like lose you in some way? And she thought maybe it was like to this political campaign, but she was now like my gut was telling me like, and she did run. in a way. Yep. Gosh, some people like Tess has intuition, like no other. <laughs> it's wild. Anytime she's like, I feel like this is happening. I'm like, trust it. That is true. Cause she's, I'm, I'm worth shit on my intuition. Hey, but hey, it is. Just... We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. We sure do, Claire. We sure do. Wow. Um, but obviously, you know, her parents have written a book. Um, there's been tons of books, tons of movies about this. It is a complicated event because, you know, they didn't... It's kind of like full circle John Bonet. They didn't handle this properly. They could have gotten right. more information, more evidence, done tests, talked to people. They're, everyone is going to just have his back blindly. No matter so what. So they had no actual witnesses. who They probably were threatened. They said that okay. the next morning they suspected that... The garbage cans full of tons of liquor and beer were thrown out, so they didn't know how much they'd been drinking. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and everyone's working for them, so of course you're not going to rat them out. Yes, and who knew what all of them knew? They probably were like sworn to secrecy. If he was having an affair with Mary Jo, with Rosemary, there were probably some money under the table, some threats. For sure. They, were, they have all taken this to their grave, I think. For sure, and like unsaid threats almost mm-hmm. too. Like you just know. And like the biggest tragedy is... Poor Mary Jo's family and Mary Jo just to not have any closure around what happens to their daughter at all. I know. And just like the disrespect, you know, of like not holding some man accountable that literally murdered her. Yes. Accidental or not. Or not. It wasn't appropriate Mm -hmm. and it wasn't okay. And um, that's the thing. It's like no matter whether it's Rosemary and they didn't know she was in the back or no matter if it was him taking her, it's just not appropriate in any sense. No. No, and like like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is really what started this like, you know, sex, media, money, wow. secrets. Like this is this was the beginning of the the extreme manipulation that politicians can get away with. And get as he was sitting in that chair at the police station, making phone calls and fucking calling his mom crying, mm-hmm. and people babying him. That was like this is so. This is how it's going to be. And I can't believe he's, like, just a senator at this point. Also, if I was a police officer, I'd be like, excuse me, that is my chair. Exactly. Yeah, like, please get out. Please get up. Truly. So rude. Truly. God. And also, his wife, like, I just can never forget forget that pregnant wife. Yes, and I want to say she suffered a miscarriage. Oh. Partly due to the scandal and, like, probably wondering, like, how many girls were you sleeping with? God, I'd be like, why did you call her? I know. I know this is not what this is about, but, like... You just imagine you're hearing, like, the evidence of your husband, and you're like, wait, what were you doing? I know. I know. And, like, you know, she says, I believed every word. I believe that he just was, you know, took a wrong turn. Also, like, if it is dark and you have been drinking, well, obviously you're drunk driving, but why take that risk? Why go that fast over? You know, like, 
this wasn't his first time being on Chappie. It is a very small island. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, look, we'll, you know, look at the map. You know that it's like, it's, it doesn't take a smart person to figure out their left from their right. I can't wait to see the map, but you know, it, it doesn't even matter. He, he thought he was invincible, I bet. It's true. God. It's true. So that is truly the story of Mary Jo, Ted Kimmy, and Chappaquiddick Island. I, oh, wow. What a journey. And like, again, I just wish that we had the answers. Like, add that to the list of things that I want to know what actually I know. happened. There's so many people that are like, we hope to get a um, deathbed confession. Oh my God. I would one, love that. Which like... It's I've, still possible. I mean, people are still definitely Yeah. Alive. There's been a lot of people that were there that night have passed on. Right. Um, there, I think there's one police officer who was involved that's still alive but everyone else has has gone um has left has left us but it will it will forever every time i go to chappie i still go on the dike bridge it's still just like it's crazy you can go there oh yeah that's still literally still how you get to the beach wow they've updated it i'll tell you that much yeah, yeah. well they're like let's nice. keep it all like broken and um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is, um it will always give me a little chill down my spine i feel like it's fascinating it is and like Obviously, rest in peace, Mary Jo, and I'm sorry that happened to you. And you were more than a blonde pretty secretary. And the way that she still is depicted in a lot of films and books, it's disrespectful to her. She was a very smart, Mm -hmm. driven, kind woman who was truly passionate about, like, politics. Mm -hmm. And whose life was, like, robbed from her. Exactly. Oh, wow, Tess, well done. Oh, thank you. I mean... And I would love to know if you guys have any other theories about what mm-hmm. would happen or anything like that. Please DM us. And I think yes. we're going to get an email account too. So Yeah, yeah we'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, I would love to hear what y'all think about this one. And... Yeah, because I still, I still don't know. You know, it's like after John Binet, I wasn't really able to say. And after this research, I'm like, definitely he was having an affair with one of them. I, it, well, that is and trying something. to hook up on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is something that we can be sure of. Mm-hmm. If anything in our life, that is one thing. Yep. So just be loyal more, maybe. I don't know. Try it out. Yeah, why not? Try it out. Wow. But as always, let us know if you have any topics and subjects that you would like us to talk about and we will gladly do that research and yes. present that to you we really will. we're having such a great time with this guys we really are we hope that you are too yeah let Question us know mark. don't let us know if you're not because it'll hurt our feelings yeah we're very sensitive very sensitive <laughs> but like sweet you know yeah yeah and like strong <laughs> and like smart obviously <laughs> we just lost 17 we listeners. did sorry guys sorry. <laughs> forgive us for that you will because you love us they always do they always do Guys, thank you so much. As always, follow us at Right Answers Mostly on Instagram. Maybe we'll get a Twitter. We should probably do that. Ooh. Do you all still tweet? Yeah, I think it's like bigger than we think it is. I think it is too. What are we living under a stupid rock? Yeah. So we'll get a Twitter and we'll let you know. Probably be the same hashtag. Yep. We'll do a post of all yeah. of the places you can find us. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next Monday. See you next Monday. XOXO. Right Answers Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>